This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 49, one year anniversary! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. doing that happy why are you doing that like that that's like really, you're being really mr peace turtle oh my god happy birthday to this is consistently embarrassing consistently the worst you. bit of when matt decides to start right an episode yeah by singing A- every episode it's my where, favorite where you come do. in hot with an idea <laughs> is always the most embarrassing way to start this every single time <laughs> it makes me sit here and be like what Hunter, am i doing it's our Why one am I year anniversary it's our birthday yeah i know and i quit and i'm done <laughs> and i don't want to do it anymore no hey actually kind of technically last week was sort of our birthday but Who like, cares? Who nobody cares? cares. Nobody cares. We We're... decide when to celebrate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the what? The like the eleventh, but also the twelfth was like when Space Castle Peace Turtles' first episode is a very rocky start because we started on SoundCloud and it then sucks. We were very quickly just like, uh, uh, I guess we want to actually do this, huh? Let's do it and. The rest is history. Yeah. Um, the history of nothing. Uh, history is important. Yeah. <laughs> the history of the least important thing ever. Uh, a history that will be written down nowhere. <laughs> uh, Hunter, what do you, what do you, let's, let's get a little nostalgic. Sure. What do you, what do you remember um, from one whole year ago? Oh my God. Oh man. What was that like? I one, was so much one, younger. Yeah. Um, not as wise uh, as I am now. Um, yeah, I think we've, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but we had like spent that summer just like trying out stuff. So I moved to Oregon in June Mm -hmm. of last year. And before that, actually, this is what's funny about Space Cats Peace Turtles history is Hunter and I had been wanting to do some sort of TI content for a while. Right. We had even remotely, like me in Arkansas and Hunter in Oregon, recorded like a weird video of like, I played a it game. It was so weird. I tried to record all of it. And then it was like, okay, Hunter, I'm going to break down this game for you. And then you can kind of like give commentary too as we go. And it was just this very like strange structure. And it's like after the fact, like the game yeah. is over. Right. And you're like, and we, you don't even have footage of the game. Not really. No. It was just like pictures the of the map. Yeah. yeah. And there was a time lapse that was really bad. Yep. And then diary cams. And that was kind of it. And then right. you just kind of walked me through it. But we had so much fun talking about it, even though... Right. I mean, I, I still have that video on my computer, yeah. and it, it it is not fun. It's just like, you're just <laughs> looking at me on my desktop with yeah. my mouse. Me t- sending you links of like, okay, and then this picture's this. Right. <laughs> it, it wouldn't make sense to show anybody that. No, but it was, the, it was the seed of Space Cats Peace Turtles, because it was just like, we... It, we we spent like an hour and a half just talking about the game, and it was like we can just do that. We're pretty good at just like, yeah, vamping on Ti right for huge amounts of time. 
Yeah, I think uh, it actually, would you guys be interested in that? Because it is no, as far as... no. No, but I'm just thinking like it is the Remember only... Remember how it was in a resolution that didn't even make right, sense? Right, yeah. No, it's no, no. Not it's not even in like seven. It's in like it's really bad by 400. Well, like, it doesn't make any I'm sense. I'm not saying we would clean it up. I'm just saying if somebody wants the clip that oh, we could man. maybe... Because it is, it is the only proto Space Cats yeah. Peace Turtles document yeah, that exists. It's true. the only thing pre-Space Cats Peace Turtles that was similar to it and it's just so stupid that yeah, it exists. It's really bad. Um, but but we had already kind of uh, exercised that muscle, and then it was basically Ti four got announced, and we were just like, uh, we just have to talk about this. We'd already been trying, like we had, uh, we just wanted to do some sort of project. We had been doing a bunch of test projects, and we'd been recording this stupid Pokemon thing, yeah. for a few months. Remember right. that? Uh, and then when it got announced, we were like, let's, instead of recording, can Poke- we tell, can we told them what the Pokemon well, thing, have uh, we ever we, talked about it before? Not really, but we've, we've, we'll probably still do it. So, I don't know if we'll ever do it. I don't think we it will doesn't matter. do it. We but... were recording this stupid thing where we were playing a Pokemon randomizer and we were doing Nuzlocke rules, if you know what that is. So it's just right. like a really hard way to play Pokemon and we're playing it in a, in a state of Pokemon that is also already impossible to play. Right. Uh, so regardless, we were like recording weekly and then. TI4 got announced, and so it was like Hunter was already going to come over on Sunday right. to record something. We were just like, what if we just record us looking up the stuff about TI? Let's yeah, talk it was about like TI instead. The Pokemon thing was supposed to be the main next, thing. That's our next big thing. Yeah, that was oh the, my gosh, we're going to be media moguls. And it was so stupid because what, there was no time. It didn't make any sense as no. far as timing. It was right. like us playing Pokemon, uh, like what? the Fire Red. Fire Red. Um, and us making jokes about the 2016 presidential election <laughs> for some reason. Like it was all very 2016 yeah. humor. Yeah. United, even though it was the, in 2017. United Airlines controversy had just happened and we were very interested in that. So all of, not only is it like Pokemon humor and I did just did air quotes around humor, <laughs> but it's dated Pokemon right. humor. Yeah, it's like, that's the funny thing about that video is if we released it now, most of the jokes would be people would be like, wait, what is that a reference to? to yeah, what like, are we talking about why are they talking so much about like about, united airlines right yeah and, in relation to tim kane <laughs> right <laughs> but let's get off we're done talking about non-ti stuff because this is a ti podcast by the way we didn't really intro what this episode is going to be this is going to be a weird episode we're right. we don't have a uh theory crafty strategy episode for you we're going to talk a little bit about the show and we're going to talk a lot about the, fu- the show's future so sorry if like this is a weird one for you but i think there's a lot of information that's going to be in this episode that is actually very good to have because and exciting very, very exciting this is something hunter and i i think have been teasing now for like a month and a half but it's like stuff that we're like pumped to be moving into mm-hmm. and it it affects like how the show looks in the future so we're going to be talking a lot about that so that's why we're talking about like where the show started because uh the show started from the idea of like let's talk about a game of ti like one game at a time right, and let's right. break it down and then once ti4 was announced it's like okay no this is a different thing this is about ti4 and let's talk about what we expect from ti4 and then when the game was released it's like well let's break down all the factions, because that's what right, people want right. to hear. They want to know. And, like, the show has continually grown with, like, what you all as listeners wanted out of it, basically. Yeah. Like, and, we, we, and what you all respond to. Yeah, basically. yeah. And so we have always thought of this show as a conversation. That's why we, like, do the posts on Reddit. You know, we don't... I've always been a, a vehement opposer to, like, the idea that, like, oh, people shouldn't post about their podcast on my subreddit because advertisement it's like well i've never thought of 
us as advertising. Right. It's it's a conversation. Right. And we are like we're recording our conversation with you, the community, on like what strategies are seem cool right now and what like almost everything we do is in direct reaction to things we read online and when we play games with people and it's it is a part of a conversation right and it's it's odd that that is the reaction that people have on the internet to podcasters um advertising because podcasting i mean not to pull back the curtain right but it's not big business no. like it's just it's a diy thing yeah of just regular folks and like, like we were fans of the show so of course we want to put our show out there for other people to listen to because like that's the whole reason we made it right we didn't make it to make a buttload of money right we made it because we really wanted to talk about ti and we wanted a good vehicle to do that on yeah it's just crazy that people look at it that way like i would i would be super upset if like i had i was hanging out in some subreddit and like nike popped in to be sure. like hey just do it by the yeah. way <laughs> hey guys i don't just know do what you it. guys are talking about but just do it you know what i'm saying <laughs> just do it swoosh baby swoosh baby just do it baby gotta go and it's like dude this is a twilight imperium subreddit but like if your if your whole pitch is like hey we just love this thing that the subreddit is about and uh, we want to talk about it maybe that's not so bad yeah what's the problem which is what the subreddit responded to right Right, they were into that subreddit's great the board game geek wasn't so into it but whatever that's board game geek and i'll stop riding that horse but uh this has always been a conversation so to that extent, like in terms of where are we going next, there's a few items to discuss about the future of the show. And I think we've broken this down a little bit by we we put uh, kind of a teaser out to our patrons on Patreon and had had a few of them respond with questions about kind of what we teased was going to be the future of the show. So we're going to structure some of these conversations around questions they asked and the answers that come because this is all part of the conversation, right? Right. So... First things first is we want to do more episodes about specific games. We did the 14-point stream, and then we had an episode about our 14-point game. Right. And I thought that was really, really fun, and I enjoyed doing that episode, and it seemed like people responded to it, too, because it's kind of, it was like our first pass. And I want to do more things where it's just like, we played a game with Mentak and Hakan. Let's talk about how the relationship worked in that game. Right. Because it's too much to talk about, like, what is the Hakan-Mentak relationship in every single game? Well, th- that doesn't exist. It's right. different every single time. So let's talk about the specific games. Exactly. I mean, I think it's it makes a lot more sense for a Twilight Imperium project to be about capturing... Um, the specific variables of a game and breaking down why people make the choices that they right. make and right. what makes the most strategic sense given all the, of these all variables. The millions of variables. Like we've said in the past, um, especially lately, and I feel like the point has become more and more important as mm-hmm. we've gotten further along into mm-hmm. uh, the meta of the game and as the game is evolving, um, that if we tell you to specifically do something, you do not necessarily need right. to just like robotically yeah. do it. There's going to be too many things that come up where like you absolutely shouldn't do infantry two with soul first. Sometimes getting carrier two is a way better idea right. sure. depending on sure. a ton of circumstances. Like, um, there's always I mean, I room. think soul might be the weirdest example because I do I do <laughs> kind of stand by it. Like I think but soul no. is be- almost a build order. There's a, but there's there's still room. For there, variation yeah, for there. weird for weird uh, situations, and I think that's just more true to what Twilight Imperium right. uh, is. And like there, I think there's kind of, uh, and I even noticed this before we ever did the show back when um, there was a one. I wonder if you remember this, Matt. There was a time where me and you had to drive. We were in Arkansas. And we had to drive down to Little yep, Rock. I remember. Um, and on the drive back, all we did was read Twilight Imperium strategy guides that had yep. been written by. I don't remember people. The, it was a there, there was a few. 
different authors, and I we were reading an article that was someone reposting a thread, right? From and it was one of the most popular like faction strategy. It was very in depth. BGG. But I even remember then realizing that there's kind of a folly to strategy guides when it comes to Twilight Imperium because of the vast amount of right. like there are some there are some choices that I there feel are guiding like are, principles. Right, there are guiding principles, but there is not like a. Like, hey, do this every time and then win, basically. Right. right. There's not a whole lot of that outside of Soul. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think uh, there, when, when it comes to like strategy guide episodes or like specific like breakdowns on faction, there's so much wiggle room, yeah. really. And I think right. that's why the show works the way that it does and that there is like errata, because essentially we have understood from the beginning that this subject that we're talking about, Twilight Imperium, uh, there's a room. Yeah. There's room for a lot of different. And views. you, you say we understood this. We didn't understand this from the very beginning. Oh yeah, we just we posted up an episode, so and then people were like, "You stupid idiots ruined right. everything. Let's fix your problem." And I we mean, were like, I, "Okay, we'll do. We'll fix that. We'll we'll listen to you because we accept that like we are two idiots that have only our own perspective." Maybe I should have said I understood it because oh, sure. I always you knew. Def- yeah, yeah, always. I knew. always knew. Okay, great. I always knew. Well, let's get into um, what does that mean for the future of the show then? Like in terms of. We want to do this. Uh, Robofish asked, I think you should still have some theory crafting episodes. The issue with talking about games is it could just end up being this Imperium life each week, which I think would get stale after a while. Uh, I agree. And that's why we aren't getting rid of, you know, we're still going to do different types of guides and different topics. It's just that we want to start implementing more episodes about specific uh, games. Uh, And I think most of these games will always be in line with a game that you are able to watch. Right. Right. Because that's the advantage of this 14 point episode we did recently is like, instead of having to somehow in podcast format, break down every decision that was made in a game, we can instead have a reference point. Hey, if you want more detail, go check out the game yourself. Right. We're going to talk about a bunch of the key moments in it. And if you want to have a better understanding of those key moments we're talking about, you can see the specifics in the game itself. So I think most of the time when we talk about a specific game, it will be a game that you can go watch. Right. Um, and I don't think you should be worried that we're not going to do theory crafty episodes. No. I think we're still, uh, I mean, the revisionist arc of the it's show is one. still going to be in play. Yep. Um, I think, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, Matt, but there are lots of strategy oh, guides absolutely. that I wrote that I'm like, totally ready to throw that out and be yep. like this is the new right. especially arborek yep. uh, i want to throw out that episode and extra. be like this is the new one yeah, yeah. extra needs revision all of the early ones pretty much need revision with even i think some of the later ones could use another pass um, yeah. i'll never do muad again ever <laughs> and you know what you can fight me you could you could have me at gunpoint and i'm not i i did it and it hurt and it still hurts. And I think about it and I'm like, wow, that was really painful having to play Mua all of that time and really bang my head up against the wall that over is and over. Strategy. Yeah. But we we in general will we Hunter and I can't keep ourselves from talking about things in like larger contexts. Right. So we'll always you know, we still want to do like just an action card episode and stuff right. like that. Like there's still just things where it's like we want to look at this component and break it down and see where all the conversation goes. So you can expect both from us right. is essentially the the idea but even within that we want to do a little bit more maybe structure we want to get better at structuring when episodes come out the, the big thing that i'm bringing this up for is uh we want to start doing more galactic council episodes sure uh, and we'll talk about that more we're going to talk a lot about the patreon today 
Uh, but just know that's another part of the show that we want to start like amping up a little bit. Is we want more well, sticking to a schedule, sticking to a schedule of fair. Galactic Council episodes, so right. that you feel like you're actually getting something for your patronage. Yeah, we have we have been, I would say, fairly inconsistent with Galactic Council. Well, episodes. and here's why though, is because we were trying to bang out those strategy strategy guides, guides so hard, and like we were just trying to get all of these specific things that had been requested for so long. Right. That it's like, no, we got to finish that before we can really get into anything but now we're in a little bit more of an open space where we can kind of just tackle topics as we want to so that means like once a month or so we can always be doing a galactic council episode i think the idea that keeps like the show freshest is if we have several different like kind of nodes that we're working in absolutely that like kind of all do different things so like what we want to avoid is ever doing 17 strategy guides back to back to back again well except for when they announce an expansion sure, but and I then think we have to do that all over again maybe but i think even in in that timing window we probably tried to do too we much might, too quickly we might try to spread it out a little bit because we want to we want to not have the same problem we had with all these early ones where the first few episodes we'd only played like a game right. as that faction and the guide suffered for it so i think in the future it's like you'll get two faction guide episodes per month if even that because we need to play things. a bunch of games, and then other, right. there's going to be a lot of stuff in between because right. we actually need more time. It, it is better. Sure, it will come later, but you will get better content out of us if we get to play multiple games as these factions. That's true. And with other, you know, anything else that happens with a new expansion or with a new whatever, like, the more we get to test it out, the, the better we're going to be able to talk about it. Right. So let's talk about the other... Uh, major change right of the show what's happening what are you doing to us so what are you doing to us matt i'm moving so me and all of the listeners are sitting on this side of the table (laughs) and you just said what say it again i'm moving back to arkansas and we've all crossed our arms now no i'm getting me and all of the listeners you're all staring daggers at me we're all here no uh i'm moving i'm moving away from oregon i only lived here like a year and a couple months but i'm out i abandoned ship uh i'm going home be around family and that means Hunter and I won't record in the same room anymore. Yeah. We will record remotely. You know what? Uh, we've already done it we've a couple times. So a if, if you times. hear that and you're like, oh, no, the show it's is going to... It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. You didn't even notice. You didn't even notice. Except for the few times that we specifically pointed it out when well we were there are times it. though that well, i'm looking at you right now yeah. you listener right right now we're in your shower yeah. or whatever i'm, I'm peeling the curtain back and oh, I'm, no. looking in it. I'm i'm not trying to see anything i'm just like trying to get stern with you and look you right in the eyes we've done it before you didn't even notice right. all right you and didn't even notice that was part of getting this new audio equipment is like this set us up to be able to record remotely and have both of us have clean audio yeah, we use snowballs for way too long way the too snowball's long. even sitting here so the whole we're looking at just, it's yeah, dead it's yeah. just a dead snowball let's bury it it's so stupid uh so with no, it's a good. Hey, wait, Snowball's good. Snowball's Just want to say, hey, it's actually a pretty endorse good. Us. It's a very good product. Uh, <laughs> Robofish also asked this, and he had a lot to ask. So uh, he said, "Lastly, sad to hear that Matt is moving. Uh, I was planning on coming through Portland next year and was hoping for a game with both of you. I'll hopefully end up at Gen Con, so I'll see you there. Still want to see Hunter do his comedy and play TI4. So yeah, what does this mean for uh, people coming through Portland or people coming through places like the fact that like you and I aren't going to be." playing games together right often well except for on TTS. there's tabletop simulator right. the, if you don't know there's a video game on steam that is just a physics engine for board games and twilight imperium is on it and we have played on there a lot hunter hates it but 
that is now how Hunter. I, I get, you're getting, I feel better about that's it. That's good. Every time we play, I feel better about it. So uh, Hunter and I will still play together. It just will be virtually on the internet. Right. Um, but then beyond that, what kind of content, Hunter, can people expect now that we are in two different places at once? What you can all expect is that streams will happen more frequently yeah. uh, and on a uh, more specific schedule. So the goal is that now that Matt lives in Arkansas and I will still be here in Portland, we now start sort of have two stream teams yeah uh the portland team and the arkansas team mm-hmm. um so what you can expect from that is that before it was me and matt have to make both of our schedules completely work and right. then also get everybody else whereas now one matt will be matt's month and one one month will be did i say one matt will be matt's month you sure did one was month fun to hear <laughs> one month will be matt's month and then the next month will be hunter's month right um how uh, it's interesting, though, because there will be some overlap. So right now, um, Matt will have, in Arkansas, will have amazing equipment. Like right. <laughs> really, a really good selection of gear. To I don't know about amazing. With. I mean, it will be the equipment you've seen on stream so right. far. Well, it will be the quality of streams you've already been getting. Which Plus is a amazing. a little bit better because we have EJ in Arkansas. Right. EJ is who we use as equipment for the holiday stream, which is a noticeably better camera. For sure. So there will be, yes, a little bit better streams in Arkansas. And Hunter will do what? <laughs> Um, my streams will be virtual streams all on TTS yeah. um, for now until until, until, until we can uh, afford better equipment right. so that we have two two sets right. of two full stream setups. Uh, so so yeah, basically we we actually look forward to this as an opportunity to get more content out to you because uh, we're gonna both want to play games right, and so we're we'll just be able to time it out a little bit better. So you'll you'll get content once a month. And the load on Hunter and I will be once every other month, so right. it kind of works out for everybody. And and also, don't assume that like you'll ne- you're never going to see us in the same place ever mm-hmm. again. Um, uh, Christmas, the uh, holiday stream will now be a bigger deal. Right, the holiday honestly. stream will be the two of us together again, um, and that's just in a couple months. Right. And then also, um, my streams, the TTS streams. There's really no reason that yeah, Matt wouldn't be them. able to hop into those, um, except for like scheduling conflicts right. and stuff like that. But like, I will probably come in them pretty often. To, and to be fair, like even if I'm doing live games, we'll probably get Hunter on Skype and like right. we'll pop in and hang out for a bit or whatever. Right. Like right. we will both be involved in each other's stuff. It's not like now there's two Space Cats Peace Turtles shows. It's just no. that like we get to branch it out a little bit. Um, um, also, like we're going to continue, you know, we want to go to Gen Con next year. So there's, there's multiple opportunities throughout the year where Hunter and I will still be in the same place doing content. Before we move uh, away from streams, I want to say that in general though, and this is something that I've, I've just been kind of bringing up as we go. Um, I think you will see our, our roles in streams kind of shift a little oh, bit yeah. going forward in that um, it really always feels like every time we play that there's a lot to do. Yeah. Um, in on top of playing a game of Twilight Imperium, so I think you should start looking at streams more as us hosting. Yeah, um, and which we're excited com- to do. Like if if there's, if there's anything we learned from Gen Con is Hunter and I get really engaged in just watching games of ti oh, as long sure. as we get as long as we like are kind of involved in thinking about what's happening. So yeah, I think Hunter and I are going to be the people behind the camera while six players play and then we talk about everything that they're doing and we we break it down and you know we try to set it up in a way where the players don't get to see chat but like we want to do color commentary and we right. want right. to uh, uh the other big thing with streams is like the 14 point stream that we had recently i would not say is an especially engaging thing outside of being a game of ti but right. like what we like about streams is when we do the really weird wacky stuff right. we want to do more audience agendas we want right. to do more really ridiculous maps so 
it's not like it's a big deal for Hunter and I to sit on the sidelines and like say things to the players because we're not playing your standard TI game. Mm -hmm. So so I think you can expect streams to be more fun if Hunter and I are able to sit back and focus on making sure what the video looks like is engaging and fun. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, and, I, and I'm excited about doing it that way, mostly because I feel like I get a lot more out of paying attention to other people playing and kind of breaking down that than yeah. I do out of... Because honestly, the way that it's worked out is I'm not doing any of the hosting duties. Right. I just try and play Twilight Imperium, which is enough for my little brain to yeah. try and do. <laughs> and then you're basically... I do everything else. Yeah, and you're taking on a gigantic load of... <laughs> just moderating on any level right. of the game and then actually you know doing the spreadsheet updates right you know oh my god it's a lot it's a new it's way too much and that but that's something that you do matt in general is that you'll be like load me up right let's do Give this all and of then, it. yeah and, and then you'll have so poorly. much to do yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get behind on all of it <laughs> right right so yeah, we just we just need to get better about that. But I'm excited about um, yeah. how streams will be in the future and there being more streams. Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna start uh, shifting into talking about the Patreon, and I don't want this to feel like the Patreon, a, a, the Patreon, the Patreon. Sure. Uh, I don't want this to feel like a big plug because we we think about the Patreon as kind of intrinsically linked to the show going forward mm -hmm. for a few different reasons. Uh, not to say you have to be a patron to get anything, at, but like. We will continue to always provide content to everyone. Patrons do not get episodes or right. there's special no paywalls videos. For, there's no paywalls for yeah. content. But uh, there's a lot of things to talk about because it does affect uh, the other types of content we're going to be able to do in the future. So please don't think of this as a big, long advertisement. This is more like we need to break down a little bit what is going to happen. So the first thing, though, to get into yeah, wait, is... Don't we, get ahead of yourself, Matt. You finishing. already promised me something. So, so if we're about to start Patreon 2.0... Patreon 1.0 was all about the Gen Con video, and everyone's asking, where is it? Where is it, when, Matt? When are we getting Where's it? Where's my thing, Matt? I have two answers. One, editing already is a long, arduous process, especially when you have five cameras that all rolled on seven games that were all six hours long. Right. We have boatloads of material to sift through. Uh, but I will be honest with you, I have not sifted through that much of it because, as we noted not that long ago, I've been on this horrible film job for like six weeks, and that's taken up basically the day we got back from Gen Con. I started on a job, and that finished just this past Thursday. Right. And that job was a nonstop soul crushing experience. It was horrible. Of I had the only available free time I had was enough free time to make podcast episodes. Right. And then, as we just announced at the beginning of this episode, I'm moving in a week or right. less. Right. So I've been packing. Um, so all of these sound like excuses, but the gist is when I settle in Arkansas, I will have more free time guaranteed to dedicate. And he'll be in Arkansas. So he'll be Arkansas. like, so what, what else is, is he going to do? do? Yeah, there's nothing to do. <laughs> He's just going to look at, you know, he'll look out at the, you know, at rocks and then <laughs> and yeah, as a break, you know, you take a break from the editing footage to just go like, oh, there's a cool rock out there. That's how it is in Arkansas. Yeah, just so you know, just a few rocks. I like to, to encourage at. people to think of Arkansas as a place like that, you know, Pile like of rocks. Yeah, there's rocks and you got your horse, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you feed your horse rocks, because what else are you going to do? What else you are you going to do? So yeah, I'm going to be working on the Gen Con video, and we will have it out you know, as soon as possible, but I can't put a, a timeline right. on that. I, right. My goal is like before the end of the year, ideally right. much sooner than that, but it just depends on so many factors, because right. Space Cats Peace Turtles is a side gig. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Patreon 2.0. Whoosh, sound effects. Patreon 2.0. Wow. All right, so that was... 
all right, I guess. But <laughs> what's weird about you doing that bit is that this is an edited show where you could actually put a sound effect I don't, if you I'm wanted to. I'm not going to find sound And then sound instead effects. you just I made thought this weird. Was more fun. All right, fine. <laughs> so Patreon 2.0. Patreon 2.0. No, stop. <laughs> what is it? What are we going to do with that thing? So what's the... That has, I think, again, sort of two answers. One big one. The first pat- Patreon was all about Gen Con. We want to go to Gen Con. We want to do a Gen Con video. And right. now like, we're going to be finalizing that and putting that out. So we need another thing to do. Right. But there are there are two steps to this. Because uh, I don't think we think of the Patreon as a like one-step project that we're working towards anymore. Right. It is obviously a more ongoing thing. But there are big milestones that we're hoping to accomplish. Uh, the first and foremost one is... We want to do a tournament. We want to host a tournament. We want Hunter and I to be the moderators and, uh, you know, put content. You know, if, we, if if Gen Con was one little micro tournament, we want a bigger one that stretches over multiple weeks and we break down all of the games and follow all of the action right. over the course of a whole tournament. To start off with, we want to do a patron tournament. If right. you are a patron to the show, we want to invite you to play in our tournament. Right. Uh, so that is kind of going forward. If you become a patron, you now have access to the tournament. That is your submission fee to the tournament. Right. So so we kind of want to like figure out what uh, a Twilight Imperium tournament, what is the best way for it to look like if it's going to be like an online TTS. Right. Like, the thing about the Gen tournament. Con tournament is it's it's an event. Right. It's a one-time it's thing. It's happening at a place in Indianapolis, and if you can't get there, then you can't Whatever. do it. Yeah. We, wanna, we wanted to try to f- stretch that out further, and how can we do a globalized patreon tournament right so we're gonna break that down in a minute but to also say what the second kind of goal of the patreon is it's it's getting this equipment for better streams and like constantly improving the show and giving hunter and i more and more time to dedicate to the show right so i'd be remiss if i didn't bring up that like part of the constant ongoing goal of the patreon is we need equipment to help make better content and that's what the patreon is for right is is to do that but it also will help us service organizing this tournament and then eventual future tournaments but we're, we want to put a very singular focus on what is this first tournament going to look this like? is going to be the guinea pig basically yes, exactly. that's that's what we're this saying is, is that subject. this is this is the test tournament um and that's why we're keeping it to just uh patre- patreoners right. basically pa- you <laughs> you guys you guys are going to um, give us an incentive to make time to create this tournament. And then we're all going to, as a community, collectively say, like, how did that go? What do we like about it? What do we not right. like about it? Right. And then kind of refine it and go from there. Yeah. And then at the end, what's cool about this is that within the community of this show and the Patreon itself, there will be a winner. You know what right. I mean? Like, it won't be meaningless that that no. person won just because it was like a test tournament. Right. It will be like, wow. You're the winner like, of the first tournament right. of Space Cats Peace Tournament. Right, right. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about how the Patreon is shifting its focus to to kind of help with all of this. And then we'll break down the tournament itself because I'm right. sure people have lots of questions. Right. Uh, so first thing uh, that I want to bring up is uh, part of Patreon structure, you have rewards and you have goals. Uh, goals has always been something that we have struggled with uh, utilizing, but also it's always felt like nobody cared what right. the goals were. No one right. ever emailed us saying like, yeah, I can't wait to get that $200 goal tier. Right. Like, it's just not how our Patreon is structured. Our Patreon is structured of, we want to accomplish the Gen Con tournament, and then right. we want to do the Patreon tournament. And it's going to continue going forward. Those are our goals, are accomplishing these these major milestone events. So 
the way the Patreon is going to change is we're, we're going to just get rid of the goals on the page. Because right. they were never used. Right. They, they, it's just not something we're utilizing. The goals are affording certain pieces of gear, and the goals are putting on more events. And you can think of it that way. So if you have big milestones that you want us to, you know, if you want to know what happens when we get to $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month, like, you can send us ideas, but we're not going to do those unless there's kind of a, a good consensus on, like, the whole community actually does want to work towards something. Right. Yeah, we would rather um, focus on the ongoing relationship between us and you, basically, right. and have that be the driving force behind the Patreon instead of it, uh, the Patreon, whatever, uh, the Patreon, <laughs> the Patreon, uh, instead of it being like, we have this dollar amount goal that we're trying to get to, like, honestly, uh, when it comes to those types of things, like, that's just not really, that's not really a consideration for us. It's more about, like, how do we just, like, how do we just create a community and coexist together right. in a way that makes sense, right. basically? Right. So, uh, Thom, the Archmaster of Meme Town, if you are on our discard, 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 our discord, if you're on our discard, asked, uh, so will you be changing the Patreon structure? Will there be new tiers, different awards? Not that I'm dissatisfied with the current structure. Can we get merch, swag, nothing fancy, but I'd buy a t-shirt, hoodie, tablecloth of the logo. Uh, so the first thing before we get into yeah, let's how the, the war- merch, merch question merch first. question first is, yes, we want to do merch uh, because we, we think it's fun. We have been uh, having our dear friend Paul for the past few months work yeah. on a poster. We're going to have a Space Cats, Peace Turtles poster that's original artwork by Sun Sanders, Paul Sanders. It's uh, really everything. It's really that dope. It's so funny. He keeps so, sending us these little updates of like the little new pieces of artwork, and we are in love with it. And so we want to announce that we we don't have a release date for it yet because he's not quite done, but he's very close. So we figured we're close enough now to him completing it that we want to do uh, this poster, and then in the future, like we will do maybe more merch. The problem right now is we don't even have a, a website. We we need right. to get we, we a little have, bit like, more professional right. about some of these things. But like when we get a website, we'll be able to eventually do a storefront, and we want to do some sort of swag. Right. But uh, for now, at the very least, you can expect a really cool poster with a bunch of original artwork that is a bunch of... It's all in-jokes from the show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, the first first round strategy guides. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. You know, we we basically have represented all seventeen factions on the poster, but every single faction gets a little joke about what we talked about right. with them. Well, can we tease any can we of give them? An example is, is I mean, there's the Nalu that's blowing a big bubble gum bubble. Right, it's a little great. thing. It's not yeah. like it's like we're banging it over your head. There will be a Yin Brotherhood person standing in front of a huge van. Yeah, uh, there's there's just little bits like that. So the Irish Letnev. The Irish yeah. Letnev. So yeah. in general, uh, you know, you can expect that here in a bit, um, and. We will have more details later on, like, how we get those out to people. Right. We don't know how much stuff costs, really, <laughs> at all. So, like, we we uh, we were trying to talk about this. Like, oh, can we tell them, like, maybe how much it would cost or, like, if, if we could how throw it. How much is a poster? Right. But, and the thing is, we don't have answers to those questions. Once he's done, then we can then look we can at, actually like, how much it's going to cost to print it, how much it's going to tr- cost to ship it. Right. Uh, we the have problem po- with this show is it's an international show. Right. Like, many people that play board games are not just in America. And so, like shipping to germany and switzerland and england that's gonna be a and very australia yeah, is right. like a complicated issue that we have to deal with like that, we, that even gets into like legal matters that we have to figure out right so tbd on all of that but yes we want to do that kind of stuff and and you can look for more of that in the future and i think it's great now that we fi- i'm glad we finally talked about that because we've been kind of working on that in the shadows yeah um, and i thank you for the question uh arch thom 
uh, of Meme Town. Uh, <laughs> we've been wanting to talk about that for a while, and it's kind of been in in the shadows. We've just yeah. been like kind of thinking yeah. about it, talking about it. So, so let's talk about the structure. Yeah. So the, the the, the Patreon structure the, is changing. Yeah. Uh, the the biggest the big thing is we're keeping all the same tier dollar amounts. It's a one, a five, a ten, a twenty five, and a fifty dollar tier. And for the most part, they're not that different but because the goals of, of the whole patreon have shifted some of the rewards have shifted right we're as well we're um we wanted to make the rewards more realistic right and really also closer to. to things that i think you guys would want right instead of when we some, started the patreon we were going in blind we have no and idea kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and letting you tell us if that worked okay enough and the most of the response we got is people were just like i just wanted to contribute a dollar amount and let that be it i don't right. care what the reward is i think the only one that was effective is it seems like people care about being in the galactic council right being so, able so, to vote on episodes right that, that seemed like a big deal so because of that we wanted to see what we could take from the galactic council and put into other aspects right. of the tiers right so let's talk about how they have changed uh if you do one dollar a month you are a patreon you are you are a patreon honor you're a patreon to our thing you know we're, we're getting rid of lands and titles uh for two reasons Every time it's two reasons. You know how I say that a lot? Right. The two reasons are, one, it is impossible to maintain. Right. Uh, I have this ridiculous Excel spreadsheet where I type in what your name is on Reddit and what your name is on BoardGameGeek and what your name is on the Discord and then give you your title. And then if you ever stop contributing to the Patreon for a couple months, I have no, I don't get an email that tells me you stopped contributing. Right. And so I have to like constantly, it's just like this cross-referencing nightmare. Right. That doesn't work. And the second thing is, most people don't really care about it. Right. It's not, nobody needed lands and titles. Nobody right. wants them. If you want a land and title, just put it in your name right. on Discord and I will use it. I'll do it for free at right. this point. Right. It just doesn't matter to me because now what you get for a dollar is, like we said earlier, entrance fee into the tournament. Right. So, yeah, that is the 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 lowest tier currently is the dollar pet, Petrioner um, and it gets you into the tournament. Uh, now, everybody else, obviously, all of the upper tiers also everything get you, gets everything ev below it. Ev everyone involved in the, with the Patreon at all is entered into the tournament. Right. Um, we should probably say at this point when the signups are going to be for that because it's not that if you've ever done it, it's starting in October. Right. Anybody who's given to the Patreon will be invited to sign up for the tournament. Right. Those signups will be in November. Right. Um, so if you want to be a part of it, get your patronage in before october 1st so that it that it, the first of the month is like when right. it becomes officially well, you, a thing you could also do it in october, you could do it in october and, and, and be and ready it, for november we're right. going to do signups in november right so you have that long to to get in on the very first tournament we'll talk more about signups uh in a minute yes. but let's cover the rest of the tiers the next uh, tier is the galactic council member uh five dollar tier um it pretty much remains the same it was kind of i think our best tier yeah. as far as the way that we worded it in the value proposition to you as the listener um so it essentially, yeah, it's uh, you're still going to vote on upcoming episodes. We're going to get more religious with the way that yep. we structure those. That right. uh, the idea is for a very specific week every month to be yep. a Galactic Council member right. episode. And we're we're I know we haven't been consistent with you guys with that. Right. Um. We we are going to get there, and we're going to start making it like public knowledge too. We the week before a Galactic Council episode. We'll get on the show and we'll say, next week's a Galactic Council episode. Right. Here are the things that are going to be voted on. If you're a Galactic Council member, look forward to getting that poll. Right. And that gives you an incentive to like, oh, I actually care about those you know, options. I want to get my vote in. Let me become a patron for this right. month. And I'll, right. and I'll be able to contribute to that discussion. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we see this uh, 
Patreon as a thing that is constantly in flux, and so we want you to have incentives. So we will we will give you a heads up when a Galactic Council episode is coming up, and we'll let you know what the options are going into it. The $10 Steve Martin fan club, which is, that's an old joke that we haven't done in a long time. Right, right. Some people might not even understand why we're doing that at this point. Right, well, you took the poster down. Well, the, 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 the poster, poster of Steve Martin isn't even here. <laughs> he's, he's in a rolled up tube now. Uh, so... No, the Steve Martin Fan Club is changing to now be a little bit more focused on streams. Uh, basically, the fiction here is that these are uh, sponsored streams. These are Steve Martin Presents we- a Space Cats Peace Turtles right. live Right, and that stream. will be the title of all the live streams until <laughs> we are sued by Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin Presents. We're, we, we are trying to make an excuse for Steve Martin to bring us down at this point. We'll right. do whatever it takes. Right, uh, for to- his legal team to reach out to us and send us a cease and desist, <laughs> and then we will frame that, yep. ta- and we will post it everywhere for you all. I want to die by banjo. Right. So uh, <laughs> the, the we want you to have influence on our streams. So what we've done in the past is we've had uh, our Discord build maps and make us audience agendas, which are agendas that we do that happen outside of the agenda phase, where you just get to break the game right. on us. It makes the wackiest games, but they're super, super fun. We're now going to relegate that to the Steve Martin fan club. Right. So so it'll be like how the Galactic Council fun- functions for voting on upcoming episodes. Podcast episodes. Um, the Steve Martin fan club will get to structure the streams and say, you know, well, like vote on what map we're going to use, what, and, and even what propose maps. Right. Yeah. Uh, making agendas for us whenever we do streams like that. If the Steve Martin fan club just wants us to do a straight up stream, no goofiness, they will we be will able to that. vote on that. Right. 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 So, um, so in general, think of yourself as the stream team. Right. Yeah. You're sort of like, I would say you can think of yourself as a producer basically for right. the streams. Yeah, and exactly. you're, think you're, you're helping make decisions about how the stream is going to work. What's that next one? I guess the next one, I'll do it. Um, it's my turn now, it's I just realized. <laughs> uh, so the next tier um, is a $25 tier, the Good Yin Brotherhood, which that's another old joke. Outdated and we've, and we li- it's outdated now because we like the I'm Yin Brotherhood. keeping it. It's not even sarcastic. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to kind of fix uh, this tier, I think, the most and have it yeah. actually make a lot more sense. Right. Um, what we're going to do with the Good uh, Yin Brotherhood is every season, um, every three months, three months we are going to have a kind of private Gunian Brotherhood game that yeah. we are just going to play with you uh, play with over you TTS. On table, yeah, on Tabletop yeah. Simulator. Um, the scheduling of it will be as as open as it needs to be. To um, get you in. To yeah. get you well, in. We want to play with you. At this point, there's not so many people in the Gunian Brotherhood that this feels like uh, too, too arduous of a task. Yeah. Uh, if more people were to join the Gunian Brotherhood, we would maybe have to... Uh, kind of split up and it'd be like maybe six or five of you are playing a game with me and maybe five of you are playing a right. game with Matt that kind of thing right now I feel very confident in just saying like you'll we'll probably you'll you. get you'll get to play with the with yeah. the two of us yeah. even if we have to do more than one game it'd be Whatever. fine like we, we want to play with the good need brotherhood you know we we just want to make it uh, like you actually get something out of it because currently you get kind of nothing for being in the good Yin Brotherhood. Right, yeah, it's kind of just <laughs> it's like... It's just been like a Discord channel where we talk to in Mac we trust and that's it. <laughs> right. Um, so we want we want it to make more sense and also I think it would just be fun to actually regularly yeah. scheduling yeah, playing yeah. with listeners. I, I agree. Uh, and the final one, the Space Kitties, the, you know, the famous Jada Paik in Mac we trust and Jim Bob group. Uh, this is for $50 a month. Uh... We want we if you're sending us fifty dollars a month, we think of you as an associate producer right. of the whole the enterprise whole yeah. that is yeah. Space Cats Peace Turtles. So what we want to do within that is like you get an episode. It's whatever you want it to be. Uh, we will. T- it's it's almost like a supreme version of the Galactic Council. 
right? If the Galactic right. Council all has a say in an episode, the Space Kitties get an episode to themselves and they tell right. us what to talk about. Right. Now that can be, uh, we you send us your game. We, you send us some video of your game and you want us to just break down your you know, your good plays and your mistakes and just how the game went. We will do that. If you want us to do a player profile on you as a player, we'll do right, that. Right. Like, it just doesn't matter. But we, we've decided to kind of relegate this to every six months, every Space Kitty gets an episode. Right. 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 No matter, even if you contributed one time within those six months, right. you get an episode. Right. So every half year... Uh, we will do, I mean, we'll do multiple ones depending on how many space kitties there are, but you can expect, you know, essentially expect more things like the, the Jada pay, the, the Yin, Yin, the Yin Brotherhood episode. fake out episode. Now they won't always be 10 minute long episodes. We'll actually do real content, but like we will do whatever you want. That right. was, that was Jada. Pe- it wasn't so we, we kind of reached out to Jada Pake on that one, but then it became like Jada, you record whatever you want and it's, you go for it. We want you to just do what you want to do. And we'll, and we will re don't worry about reaching out to us we will reach out to all of our space kitties um and say hey um you get an episode what would you like to pitch if you don't want to do anything and you just like being a space kitty but that's fine that's fine but you will get invited to give us a topic for an episode even if it's just like hey will you guys do an action card breakdown or whatever like it can be as simple as that it's just whatever you want to do and that kind of i want to i want to encourage with our patreon um that kind of thinking as well like if you want to just hop on to get to get in on the some of these right. like kind of one-time benefits whatever yeah just do it like that's care. that's fine yeah we we really don't care so if you are a space kitty one time in a six-month period you're going to get your right. offer for right. that pitch exactly um it same goes for good and brotherhood if you hop on in the season for one month we're going to we're going to invite you. you to the to the good and right. brotherhood game right um, and yeah, that kind of works for any of these. If you want, if you hear about we're doing a stream next month, you want to hop on to the Steve Martin fan club because you want to vote on that stream exactly. and then hop off, whatever. Yeah. You're good. I think it all, it all works for us. And, and the other thing too, with that space kitties thing is like, if you want to be in the episode by all means, you know, we, we will talk about agendas with you, you know, yeah. we'll have a three part conversation. Like we'll do anything you want. So, for sure. so, um, let's move into the, the other bigger goal of the Patreon, which is, like we said, the tournament. Let's right. talk a little bit more. Uh, Robofish asks, uh, tournaments are cool. Is this a real-time thing? Is this a play-by-email? Uh, we, we kind of said this off the top, but this is going to be a tabletop simulator-only right. tournament. It's the right. only way we can think to structure an international tournament. Right. So uh, there will be, as we said earlier, November signups. Uh, if you have contributed to the Patreon in the months of October, November, or also kind of moving backwards. You know, we'll 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 take a few months back. I think we've right. We've I mean, yeah, set. we would totally be down to honor. So that. yeah, uh, es- essentially, uh, if you have contributed by that point, we will start s- sending out uh, basically a a schedule of timings that we can do games, and you pick the game that you want to be in, and we will kind of structure it that way. You know, we we will just have you pick time slots that you are available for, and we will have a bunch of games positioned that way. Um, I want to go ahead and tease this a little bit just so people can get um, ready. Uh, a lot of the games are going to be weekend games. Yeah, probably. Um, mostly because I work a nine to five Monday through Friday. I presume Matt would probably, probably be start working one. something similar. And this is an America um, time. So. Right. But, th- well, but those of you that are not in the United States, right. we are going to try and take care of you. Do not right. consider yourself counted right. out. We, we are going to try and like make late something. evening so that it's a, you know, European morning or whatever yeah. that all times out to. Like, we're going to try to make it work for everybody. Right. 
Um, oh, well, yeah, we should probably get to this next. Yeah. Uh, Carl Johan says, has to do with Johan, it. I don't know. Anyway, I heard you were considering starting up a league on TTS, and I would love to take part. So how do I make sure I don't miss this? I live in Europe, so maybe it might be tricky time zone-wise. But I do have a very irregular working schedule, and I'm not afraid to stay up late to play games. This is what we are going to try to accommodate. Right. We're going to try to fit in. I mean, we're basically going to just give you a list of options. And if you say, oh, actually, this time slot will work for me. I can fit into that. I'm going to throw my name in the bucket right. for that time slot. Um, I will say as far as league stuff goes, obviously that's where we would like to get to. I think Twilight Imperium makes a lot more sense as far as evaluating players if you have a lot of data. Absolutely. Um, And I think our goal in the future is to get to a point where it is like a seasonal league type thing. The Patreon tournament is kind of our first test. And there will probably be more tournaments before we do an official league. I wouldn't expect a league until like later next year or even later. Like we probably need to do a number of one-off tournaments before we're ready to do a fully structured league and those of you out there that are listeners that are really interested in this kind of thing um if if we get to the point where we're talking about a league i do not think a league is going to be sustainable with just me and matt no this will be this is that's why this is a bigger this is the long-term goal of the patreon and of the show is establishing this kind of network that i mean the way i see an eventual league like my dream league is a regional thing where you know, David S. Knorr and his whole Austin crew have their qualifiers, right. and the Ohio Indianapolis area has their qualifiers, and England Pacific Northwest right. over here has England something. has their qualifiers. And then once everyone has won from those regions, we do like an invitational, whether it's on TTS or like someday it'd be awesome to just like straight up fly you out somewhere right. and we that play a crazy. crazy like that is that is now how high insane. we dream, you're... right? That's <laughs> we, we're being insane, but that is sort of like what we're talking about here is the the more we accomplish. With this Patreon, like the more we can do crazy things like that. Right. Um, but for this first tournament, uh, I guess we kind of have to put some some numbers down. We're saying November. I don't think uh, we can say definitively when we will start games because it depends on how the scheduling goes. Right. And we have to look at the big variable that me and Matt are trying to be careful about um, is we do not want to um, restrict you all too much as far as how many people could sign up. Yeah. We have no idea how much interest there's going to be in this. Right. However, we do need to establish an upper limit. Right. Um, we will we will have to cap the signups at 216 people. Which is huge. Which we will we, not hit I, that. I, I, we but. don't know. if Maybe you heard that and you were just like, there's not going to be 216. But we don't know. Right. We do not know what to expect. And we just have to establish that at the forefront that like 216 is what gets you a winner from each game to give you th- then 36 players right. of six games to give you a single winner in each to give you one game. That's a three-round right. tournament is what 216. So that is the upper limit of what we can accomplish with a TI tournament. Obviously, if we have any less than that, we have to change how the tournament is laid out. Right. So we are fully planning on devising some sort of runoff structure. Maybe everyone has to play a set amount of games and then total wins contributes to if you get into the final game there's a lot of math to work out right in in this discussion and the it next purely depends we, on how many people we get right and the next thing that we really need to know in order to make all these decisions is how many people actually want sign to do up this. which is yeah. why the cutoff for it is essentially november right? right i mean it's if if you haven't gotten your patronage in before the first of november that's it. Like right. we we have to cut it off there because we have to see how much interest there actually is, so right. that we can even schedule the darn right. thing. Exactly. Um, but let's talk a little bit about like what we already know the tournament is going to be like. This has been 
a lot of Hunter and I play testing different types of starting, uh, you know, faction picking ideas. Basically, and stuff like the, all the pregame stuff. Because what we what happened at Gen Con, and it worked pretty well, but they did it by the books, right? They they played a game, and they everyone just got to pick a, fa- a faction at random. Right. Uh, not at random. I mean, like, they picked from the list of 17. Right. So we saw a lot of Jolnar. We saw a lot of Soul. We saw a lot of Hakan, et cetera, et cetera. And then they built the map, standard rules. Um Hunter and I, as players and as viewers, like more variants. We mm-hmm. appreciate more variants, and we are trying to do a tournament that is balanced, but still encourages variants, and also just gets rid of some of the like we don't want soul in every single game because we don't want soul to win every single game. Right. Even though that's not what we saw at Gen Con. No, right? it we, isn't. Soul it always isn't. lost, and it, it you know th- this game balances itself out. But we just want to have a little bit more wiggle room in terms of what kind of games we see. So. Uh, within our tournament, uh, you can expect Hunter and I to make pre-made maps. Right. We're, we are not going to have any sort of map building process because it can get so muddy and it can make games so weird. It is a balanced approach to do just the the competitive method, the standard method, but we think it makes for boring maps and we just want to see more interesting games. Right. So we are going to make pre-made maps. We'll probably work on them with different levels of patrons. We'll kind of spend a lot of time making maps that are as balanced as we can possibly make them while still having interesting maps. Right. Then... In Mac we trust. In Mac we trust, we're we're specifically looking at you. Uh, And then from there, essentially, a a whole round of the tournament will be played on the same map. So that there is no imbalance between I played in game A and they played in game C, and game C's map was completely weighted towards this other faction in a way better way. Everyone plays the same map. Right, right. It also helps with our data as right. far as trying to figure out what is fair in a tournament setting. Absolutely. Well, like, let's say that, let's say for fun, me and Matt mess up and we make a map that actually isn't balanced. What we will see over the course of the games is that, hey, position one wins every 80% time. Right. of the time or like 75% of yeah, the time. Yeah. Something where it's like, all right, so that's, we know that's a huge issue. That sort of thing. Right. But it also lets, even if it's something that we don't specifically change, it's data the whole community can use to say like, this is what we actually know about when a supernova is placed next to a home system. Yes. This is how often that works. If we, if we have a consistent map, we can see what happens when maps are structured certain ways. And that's kind of what we're looking to get out of the tournament. It's not just like see a fun tournament, but it's like we want to see what are some of the consistencies in TI. What can we right. actually rely on so that we can make future tournaments even better? Right. Um, those maps will get released shortly before the start of each round so that everyone has a chance to kind of look at it, digest it, and decide what faction do I want to play on this map and where do I want to sit and how do how do I make that kind of happen for myself? Right. Uh, because we want more strategy. We don't want it. To, I mean, my favorite thing about TI is that, like, you sit down and, like, let's figure out this is going to, you know, you kind of a random setup and then roll with the punches the whole game. Right. But it's interesting to see what people do when they have more decision opportunities. Yeah, when they have time to plan, but then... You can never really just plan and win a game of TI based solely on your plan. So I want there to be that interaction of, hey, I I really prepared for this game and I looked at like a couple of the options. I maybe thought about, you know, how how it would play out if I was playing this faction in that position. And then I was able to make that happen. And that was cool. Or alternatively, people that like had a plan and had to abandon it and jettison it because uh, things didn't go quite the way right. they planned. And why would they not, maybe? Because... <laughs> because there's just, like, you can't pick exactly what faction you're going to be. Are you? I don't know which I'm, way you're going. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, get, to get you to say that yeah, there's yeah. going to be a ban pick phase. So we, want, we, we can't 
fully release how we want this to be structured because there's some playtesting we still have to do. Right. But Hunter and I are pretty much obsessed with a band pick faction selection element right. rather than like a draw two. Like we used to do draw two, keep one or whatever because mm-hmm. it's just a fun way to sit down and play with friends. But when it comes to making conscious decisions in a tournament, we want there to be a band pick phase, a la Dota, League of Legends, that kind of thing. Right. There's 17 factions to deal with and six players. And as everyone knows, the math makes that kind of tricky to deal with. Right. But we have a method right now that we think will work. We're going to be testing it. And we're going to be more. testing it out. It's, if anything, it's not ready. You know what? Let's Can we say it? And then other people can also test it out. That's probably and we can a good get, idea. We yeah. can get some feedback on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to outline what Hunter and I have sort of worked up and how we think it... Uh, we, we think this works pretty well, but we need people to try yeah, it out we and need tell input. us we if, need it, if it felt rewarding to choose this way. So obviously we're starting from the concept of there is a map that already exists and there are six empty positions that you can choose to be in. Right. This is what you end up with when you do cooperative map building. Mm-hmm. Six open home systems for everyone to choose from. Right. So now we have 17 factions available to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we want to do is everyone draws a hand of factions. Right. Three. Uh, Three factions, except for because there's 17, one person will have only drawn two Two. factions. Right. Now, everyone gets to ban one of those factions. Right. The reason we're doing it this way is we could just outline all 17 factions in front of everybody and everybody gets to ban a faction. But we kind of, we want to see a little bit more variance in the tournaments. So we needed a little random element because we don't just want Sol, Jolnar, Winu, and Sardak Nor to get banned Every, every single, single game. We want we want there to be a counterweight. So basically the way it works is you could you could approach this with a, I want to ban the powerful factions because I don't want to play against them in the game. Right. Or you could look at it like I want to get Soul into this one because everybody keeps banning Soul and I want Soul in this time because right. I think I could end up with Soul and, and I want to accomplish game. that. Right. Yeah. So so everyone draws a hand, you get random factions and you ban one of them. Right. Then you don't show each other by the nobody, way. Too. Nobody, nobody has it's seen not known what you to banned. anybody. Right. Yeah. But now we take the eleven remaining factions, we shuffle them up, and we lay them all down on the table. Now there's kind of the complaint maybe that one person didn't had a fifty-fifty. They, right. they didn't get to choose from as many. Now personally, I don't think this is a huge detriment to choose between two versus to choose between three. But it I don't is think different. you're losing. But it is different. So we ha- we wanted to account for that a little bit. So here's how we account for that. Uh, everyone who had three to pick from rolls a die now. There are 11 factions available. Highest roller gets to select a faction that will be placed into the game. They now, are not, they're not picking it for themselves. Correct. They are placing it to be one of the six factions that people will be able to pick from. Right. Uh, if you were the player who only picked between two factions to ban, you get to insert yourself in any step of this process. Right. So if you want to go first... You go first. If you want to go fifth, you go fifth. Now, whole, why would you want to go fifth, Matt? Because you want to. There, there is a in testing this out. What we've seen is there's a there's a little bit of pick counter pick uh, interaction happening here. If right. Joel Nar is in in the eleven faction pool and Necro is in the eleven faction pool and Necro gets picked right away, there's a lot of conversation that needs to be had between all six players of. So are we going to put Jolnar in this one, or did right. we just give like if Necro is already in it? Is there a reason to put Jolnar in it? So by giving this other player the opportunity to decide when they want to force a faction in, they can do so. The reason I don't think this is a huge uh, reward we're giving them is because when you're just selecting six factions to be placed from a pool of 11, like 
you're going to be able to pick what you want to pick. Right. If, if someone else picks Sar, you didn't miss out on your chance to get Sar. Sar is going to be in the game. So now you just get to pick something else. Right. So all we're doing is giving that one person a little bit more wiggle room on like, oh, Hakan got picked. I want to just go ahead and get it out of the way of putting Mentech in. So I'm going to go right now after Hakan got picked right. And, right. and select them. Right. So they sort of operate as a wild card number in the pecking order of who picks factions to be placed into the game. It's more like what we, and if that sounds silly to you, uh, what I want to say is that what we've noticed is that the order that people pick factions influences who picks the next thing. Right. So like if someone picks a con and then you immediately pick Mentak, well, now everybody knows that There's and they're going to pick Mentak relationship right. on the board. And right. we know how we However, have to deal with that. Let's, let's make it different. Let's say Hakan gets picked and then someone picks L1 and then another person picks Barony. And then you're like, all right, it's time to pick Mentak. Right. And you do because pick L1 it. and Barony just like, yeah, right. you have to think about the relationships of all of the factions every time you pick. So I think there's plenty of times where the person will want to go last. Right. right, because oh, they're going to want to see the makeup of the whole yeah. game, and then now I'm going to throw something in. But, but we then there's to give also them the people option. that are going to are going to be like, I just I have to have this one faction in. I want to go first, and I right. want to make sure that nobody's going to or that pick. it's that it is going to get picked. Right, which essentially in that in that situation you will you're going to be able to, to do that, that anyways. Right, but you can you can instead you know make sure. I, there's just a lot of ways to think about it, but we found this to be the most balanced without giving too much power right. away. Any, anything else would counterweight it too much, basically. Right. So now what do we do? Now we have six available positions and we have six available factions. Uh, the, the next step of the process is to do the uh, snake draft. We've done this on stream before. Now, right. sometimes people try to incorporate the speaker token into this snake draft process, and we actually found it to completely break the process and sort of ruin how things go because what we're trying to set up in all of this is we're trying to set up a starting position that is fair for mm -hmm. everybody right and incorporating speaker token into the beginning game decisions sort of breaks the mentality because now sometimes you pick a, a position on the map based purely on how far away from speaker you're going to be right and we want to do a limit we, we feel it's like too it many is, variables it's too many variables to consider and we would rather just have you pick a pie slice because it's the pie slice you want and then we will randomly give a speaker later so the way the the snake draft works is we roll again all six players have a position first to sixth the first player to pick either gets to pick a position on the map or first pick of a faction so if soul is in the available list and you need to nab it you can pick it but you just have to accept that because you went first snake draft means it goes one two three four five six six five four three two one you will pick your position last so you well, got so the, you will not pick a you will position. not pick a position right. however this doesn't assume everyone will pick you know, not everyone has to pick a faction on the first round up and then a position on the round back but what it guarantees is the person who picked first has last pick of whatever remains. Right. So you could pick your position first. You could say, actually, I think the best thing to have is, is this, this pie, pie slice, slice, and I don't care what faction I play in it. Right. And you will get that. And so the same thing goes for if down to the sixth person, the sixth person has sort of the sixth pick, but the, in theory what happens is first person picks faction, second person picks position, third person picks position, fourth picks faction, and you kind of have this weird mix so that sixth, the sixth person is picking both. You really right. don't pick in either order. You just say, right. okay, I want this faction on this pie slice. Right. But you will have had a limited amount of options. Now you right. have three factions to pick from and four positions to pick from. Right. Um, and what we have found is it makes for 
a really balanced approach. You are considering multiple variables and it makes you make very intentional decisions. Oh, this pie slice has a yellow tech discount and I might be able to have access to the Yin Brotherhood. I'm going to pick Yin because I hope to get that yellow tech right. discount right. position. And we think those are interesting decisions that make Twilight Imperium a more interesting game to play. It also has a kind of poker aspect of trying to anticipate what the other players are going to pick. Right. Um, which you can actually do. Right. Like you can actually you look make at the slices decisions. and then what is available and be like, I think they're going to pick that. So I think if I pick this now, I'm probably going to end up with this slice. And w- that's juicy. It's like juicy. That's, that's the type of, that's what we want out of the pregame. We want there to be a strategic element to it, right. but also for it to not take forever and it to have a level of fairness right it should be fair and and the other thing that i think is especially interesting about it is you can start deal making at any of these steps as well sure we banned factions and then even in the picking 11 factions you can start making deals then like hey i'm gonna pick mentac is anyone i don't want anyone to pick hakan so is every if if everyone's cool with that i pick hakan or if i if i pick mentac on the promise that nobody else will pick a con, are we cool with that? And then people say yes, and then they lie. And it just already starts these relationships right. before the table has already been set. Right. And, and I think that is an interesting dynamic that you get from competitive buildings of map of like people screwing each other. And that's something that we lack when we build a cooperative map. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to introduce those same types of elements into it. I'm going to pick first, but I don't want to get totally screwed on what position I want. So I'm going to start making deals right now. I'm Hakan. And if you let me get this position on the map, I guarantee you the first two rounds, I'll be your trade buddy. Right. Things like that. Right. And also, I think we want our tournament to kind of reflect, um, we want the people that do very well in our tournament to be people that um, know the game very well right. on like a pretty high level. Right. Um, I I think the idea of having a tournament where someone could just learn one faction really well and play that faction over and over and just kind of be guaranteed not that. Not into it. Not, I'm just not as into it. I want I want a tournament where the winner of the tournament is like, wow, this this person really knows a lot about the game, like top to bottom, right. really gets like how to play so many factions and plays so many. Exactly. That's what I want. And maybe, maybe with this first tournament, what we learn is, oh, whoops, Soul just wins every time because people let them in or what, like right. that, whatever information we get out of it, because it is controlled, we will have that information going forward and we'll know how to adjust accordingly. Right. Yeah, it's uh, so much of this is uh, collecting data yeah. as well, and also none of this, uh, none of this that you're hearing tournament rule wise is completely nailed down. Right. Please respond to everything you just yeah. heard as far as the pregame. Um, let us know what you think. If you hate it, tell us you hate it. Right. Like, let us know if you love it. Tell us you love it, um, so that we can adjust yeah. as we're because we're experimenting a lot, and we'll be we'll even if we don't um, necessarily bend to your will as far as like doing the pregame exactly how you would like it um none of this even within the tournament uh is well sorry once we start the tournament everything will be how it is yeah Yeah. they will be set in stone for that tournament but what i mean is for the overall idea of a space cats peace turtles competitive scene um that is not set in stone right and it will change likely um after the tournament uh and you know going forward right because well. the whole goal of this is to establish these rules that work and then when we do a league that's on a way larger scale we have these rules that are set in stone for everyone across all communities right we're trying to establish something where the people in austin are playing with the same rules as the people in cincinnati as the same rules as the people in london right, right. and then we get to see out of that who 
who's the best player in the world. Right. That is the end goal right. of all of this right. is to have this crazy huge league that has a set of uh, rules that have been deemed fair by the entire community. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of feel like that's that's where we leave off today. Right. I, I, I There's, you know, you have an understanding of like where we hope to go in the future. And hopefully you're as excited about it as we are uh, because it, it's something we've been already wanting to do for a long time uh the the idea of establishing a good tournament that everyone can be a part of has always been on the community's mind like mm-hmm. we, we get brought up all the time like hey are you guys going to do a tournament can you know you have this vehicle of outreach right why not organize something and that's what we want to we want to do we want to be that that kind of uh figurehead for this of pushing you know tournament and league play right um do we want to talk about how we're changing the errata a little bit Sure. Or well, how we're we're restructuring it around the idea of because we're, we're kind of getting rid of lands and titles and what what does errata mean going forward? Yeah. So um, we there we kind of incorporated the errata this time into the episode uh, skeleton yeah. structure itself. Um, but what what I want to say about errata in the future, um, we kind of want to change the structure a little bit. Um, we're still gonna post every week in uh in Reddit. Right. Uh, on the Reddit Tw- Twilight Imperium uh, subreddit, we will probably never, ever stop doing that. No. But we are going to make special... We noticed that um, there's a lot of really interesting discussion that happens on Discord about right. episodes in and response to them. And we would like to incorporate more and more of those discussions into the errata. So we are going to be making uh, special Discord channels per episode for like the yeah. last like four you know yeah so. four or three um you will see uh, a, a channel that is just for that episode and responding to that episode right so you can hop onto our discord pop into that channel and just get in on the discussion and we will look through that and pr- uh, probably try and encourage people to ping um certain messages as like this is solid errata right um but if not uh regardless like we want to start pulling a lot more from that uh, because we haven't been incorporating as much as the discord conversation right, right. into the errata. And there's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening there and we miss it. And the reason we miss it is because the discord's all over the place right. and there's channels everywhere. And we need a specific channel per episode right. to just be like, this is what, what this it, also allows us to about. do is we can backtrack a little bit further. If, if someone just listened to the episode that was three weeks ago, but they have this new insightful, awesome thing to say, there's somewhere besides like the subreddit post that I've, stopped checking right right once we get a week out like i I don't always go back to those old reddit posts right but some of them still accumulate accumulate more discussion so if we have a channel on the discord that is still there we can bring up some of the more interesting discussions so we can say all right in the errata this week we're gonna peel we're gonna gonna talk about tech paths part two real quick because there was actually some things that got left out of the discussion and we want to bring those things up so i think we're trying to widen the reach of errata and also make it to where it's not so much just like this contributor had this to say. And instead it's a little bit more like these four people were talking about this idea. And here's kind of like what they came to the consensus of. We want to continue to make errata the place where the community shines. And so we want to, it's less about you said something and we respond and like either you called us out on something we did or we disagree with your strategy. It's like, no, no, no. Now it's just like, where did the conversation go from what we started in the episode mm-hmm. and and that can go as far as it happened to go. If, if we got onto a completely sidetracked conversation, but it's still an important conversation to have, maybe we introduce that in the errata. Right. All right. 
Are you ready to run down? Yeah, let's run down. <laughs> you can check out the Twitter for game updates and announcements. That's at Space Cats Pod. You can go to our Facebook, uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles, for more announcements. And also, you can send Matt questions. Send them late at night. Send them at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. Be like, hey, Matt. I'm in Sweden. Um, just got up. So what? Do you, what? What up with you? You up? Hey, uh, I'm I'm playing this. I'm I'm at breakfast in Sweden, and I'm playing a game of Twilight Imperium on the table. And I have some rules questions for you. Um, never mind what what time it is for you. Let's just do it. Um, I am not even being sarcastic. Like definitely this do happens. that. I love it when uh, when Matt gets blown up for stuff like that. It's great. Um, Check out the subreddit. We're still going to be posting there every week. Don't worry. We will not stop doing that. Um, you can check out our uh, Board Game Geek Guild for a discussion and calendar. I would like personally to move the calendar to a more prominent space yep. somewhere. Um, well, eventually, we're just going to have a website where right. those all thing, all these things, all, the rundown is going to be so much faster someday when we decide to just check out the being website. An idiot. Yeah, yeah, go to spacecastpeaceturtles. Whatever it is, I don't know why we don't. It's not hard to make a website. No, it isn't. It's With just, Squarespace, <laughs> our new sponsor. Our new, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what Free ad for Squarespace. <laughs> um, email us at spacecastpeaceturtles at gmail.com uh, to send in this Imperium Life submissions and Play of the Week submissions. Um, please, if you uh, got nothing from this episode, please check out the, pa- right. the Patreon. <laughs> we just talked a lot we about it. We talked a lot about it. Please check it out. Um, we finally unveiled what we're doing with it, and we are so, so excited. Right. Um, this tournament is going to be so much fun to host, and we're yeah. going to learn, I, can't I feel wait. like, so much about uh, Twilight Imperium. I've said this before, but the Gen Con tournament taught me I just love watching games yeah. and talking about them. I love playing, play. of course, yeah. but like... Getting to get into other people's heads. This game is so huge. It is always fun to see what other people come up with because right. they they'll they'll make decisions where it's like I would have never thought of that, and that is just so much cooler. And it has expanded my horizons. Right. I want to. I want more brains. I want to see yeah. more Twilight Imperium exactly. brains. That's all I want. Right. Um, you can please hop on our Discord for a fun conversation, and you'll get uh, snapped into your Patreon right. group. That those way. benefits are about to get a lot better and more integral to right. kind of the how the discord is structured and how errata is structured and all of those things so, exactly. so please join the discord so that you can get the most out of it now that is also to say i'm going to try to do better about also sending these same types of updates on patreon itself as a vessel so you can expect more updates and more posts and conversations to happen on that uh resource as well right um, you can rate us on your podcast app uh, of choice. Uh, please, especially emphasizing Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Let Tim Cook know that we're doing good and that he shouldn't cancel us. You know, not that we're. Never he mind. Has, does he have control over that? <laughs> he, he, could just, he does. He, I, he sends I, me. Email. I want the space cats gone. <laughs> yeah, we have he, only reserved that right for Steve Martin and Steve Martin alone. That's true, and, and maybe someday he will. Um, I'm a comedian. Hi, what up? My name's Hunter. Um, I, oh, also, here's some interesting comedy news. Um, I have been working on getting a tape for this year. It's uh, customary for every comedian to try and get a tape every Mm -hmm, single mm -hmm. year. Um, I have gotten really picky this year and I've done (laughs) probably three or four tapes, um, and have not been super happy with, uh, any of them individually. I recorded another tape at Helium Comedy Club last Thursday, uh, and I think it's the winner. I haven't seen it yet, but the performance, what it felt from my side was like, it is the it is the you one the that hits. I want. Yeah. So I'll probably be posting a new clip on my YouTube soon, and I will let you guys know when I do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If you want to come see me in the flesh, um, September 21st at 8 p.m., I will be at the Ape Theater in Northeast Portland. 
Um, on September 30th, I will be at Sincerity is Gross at Slide In with my sketch group, The Love Boys. Ooh. I will be um, one of our final performances in Portland. Not the final, but one of the finals. Um, that's That show starts at 7.30. Cool. I want to thank some Patreoners, some patrons, some Space Kitties, Jim Bob, Jada Paik, and the cartographer of Chaos in Mac We Trust. That's maybe one of the last... Lands and titles shout outs. I'll probably keep calling them in cartographer. Oh, yeah. No, we'll we'll still we'll try. I, I, the, I'm just not structuring it anymore. We, we will try, but it was just starting to get really unruly. So I'm also I mean, going like, to thank uh, Chisel, Chris Bacon and Wagnius. Yeah, you'll see there. I didn't use all of their titles. I think Wagnius the Doggus Was that his name? Or am I, <laughs> I making do that not up? Th- you're I, making that. I up, think it's that's a great pretty title. sure it's Wagnius. The Doggus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we are going to postpone Tech Paths Part 3 errata. There wasn't a ton of it, to be totally frank, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that next week because this one was kind of a strange episode that uh, stands alone a little bit outside right. of the 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 other arcs of the episodes. Right. So, um. Yeah. And plus, we kind of like we pre eroded the Patreon FAQ. Right. So then, what if we do the tech part three? The next week we won't have any errata. Right. So whatever. Well, actually, yeah. we probably will. Well, we'll have we feedback have from this. this. We'll see. Anyways, that's gonna do it. We're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna drive. For three days probably right. this week i don't know i don't know when i'm moving this is a stressful time of my life yep but yeah matt has no idea when he is about to yeah. move to arkansas. it could next episode i might be in arkansas or not or not who knows who knows next week on space cats beasters thank you for listening to space cats peace turtles and thanks to ben prunty for the use of his music you can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. You don't like? That's what we're going out on. Yeah, no, it's already over. It's already done. The episode already ended. This is just like post. Welcome to the post talk. Um, this is talking space cats, peace turtles dead. Um, <laughs> if you if you like discussion about hosted space cats, by Chris peace Hardwick, hosted by Chris Hardwick, <laughs> this is space cats, peace turtles discussion. Talking turtles. Oh man! All right, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm turning this thing off.